Hi, I'm Casey, and welcome to the HelloFlow podcast, a space where we bridge together professional success and career alignment with personal well-being and spirituality. At a time when many people are awakening to their soul's purpose and navigating that messy but magical middle, I offer this space for growth, well-being, and spiritually grounded practices to support you in your daily grind and pursuit of embodying your dharma. After tuning into this podcast, I hope you receive the inspiration, empowerment, and applicable tools to usher in more ease and flow in your life and equip you as you discover, develop, and evolve your dharma. Now on to the episode. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the HelloFlow podcast. My name is Casey and I am a certified Dharma coach and human design reader that specializes in bridging together career success and alignment with well-being and spirituality. And if you are familiar or have been practicing some of the more inner, deeper personal development work, you may be familiar with inner child healing and reparenting, which is the focus of this week's episode. But if this is the first time you are hearing these terms or not as familiar with them, I'll quickly review what they mean. At a high level, inner child is a concept that was introduced by the famous psychiatrist and psychoanalyst Carl Jung. And according to Carl Jung, we all have unconscious thought patterns as a result of what we experienced in childhood. These thought patterns consist of both wonder and joy, but also things like fear and anxiety. And even if we thought we had an amazing and wonderful childhood, or even a generally decent upbringing, the fact is we were all raised imperfectly. And as a result, we all carry wounds from our childhood and all the imperfections that came from that experience. Those wounds create thought patterns and stories in our head, which if we do not become aware of, understand, and decode, inevitably impacts the way we act today as adults. The process of healing those wounds is called reparenting. And when we reparent and heal our inner child wounds, we return to our true self. So I'm going to break down the episode into these four sections. Examples or signs of inner child wounds, how inner child wounds impact us as adults, ways to connect with and reparent your inner child, and how healing your inner child makes you a better leader. Inner child wounds are subconscious. They include our fears, worries, insecurities, sometimes even shame or guilt. But they also include warm, curious, joyful feelings too. So inner child work is important because we are carrying around these thoughts and feelings. But when we heal the fears, the worries, it allows us to step into the inner child that brings us the joy and the wonder. And that ultimately bridges us back into our true selves. So you can see how critical and essential inner child work and healing is part of your Dharma journey and returning to your soul's purpose. Here are some signs that your inner child may still have some wounds to heal. And also keep in mind, everybody has at least some of these to a certain extent. So first sign and in no particular order, 
having big, strong reactions. This can look like in the form of outburst or being highly reactive, especially around unmet needs. This can also look like persistent periods of extreme annoyance or irritability, and then afterwards feeling detached. This type of inner child wound is trying to manage something externally that's out of our control because it's bringing up feelings internally that makes us feel uncomfortable. Repeating patterns is another sign, particularly in relation to others. This can look like people-pleasing, avoidant behaviors, or following the easier path specifically around conflict or uncomfortable situations, lack of or difficulty setting healthy boundaries, deep fear of commitment or abandonment, feeling the need to mask your true feelings in order to keep the peace or to feel safe, and difficulty stating your needs. Another sign is related to feelings about yourself. This looks like feeling the need to prove yourself or feelings of unworthiness based on whether or not you were successful or not in your endeavor, or your value is tied to your success or productivity, how much work you put in, or being too hard on yourself, having a harsh inner critic that can manifest sometimes as low self-esteem. So after going through some signs and examples, are there any that you feel like you may be holding on to and would like to heal? This is a really difficult topic and conversation to talk about because a lot of these wounds hit deep or they are so in our subconscious that it's difficult to recognize until you have an intentional conversation to understand inner child wounds. And remember that this is completely normal to have these wounds and know that the wounds are not anyone's fault, but the healing around them is our own personal responsibility. Now, let's talk about how inner child wounds impact us as individuals and ultimately leaders in our own lives and our communities and in the teams and organizations we lead. So again, as a reminder, inner child wounds point to needs that weren't met during our childhood. And so we tend to act out based on those unmet needs. Specifically, our younger selves craved and needed a certain way to be cared for and loved. So there are parts of ourselves that were never really fulfilled in that way. If we haven't worked through and healed those parts, we will continue to unconsciously act out or react in ways that perpetuate and sustains the wound. And when we continue to act in those ways, not only does that hold us back to living in our highest potential and most magnetic self, we also impact those around us, including those we love and care for and the teams that we lead. So when we do the inner child work, we heal and return to our feelings of joy and wonder. We show up as our true selves in the world and in doing so allows others to do the same. We're able to reconnect with what truly excites us to rediscover our natural gifts, our inner curiosities and explore and express them in ways that are feasible and make sense in our current chapter. Inner child healing looks like clearing space within us, the patterns, the stories looping in our mind, and anything that may be holding us back and replacing them with more empowering thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. It also allows us to increase our magnetism by stepping into a more empowered version of ourselves while helping us balance strength with softness. In doing so, you are reclaiming parts of yourself that you have hidden, ignored or have been tucked away for a long time. 
You also are able to create and live a healthier lifestyle by recognizing and acknowledging your wounds, understanding your needs and reactions, and working through them in a compassionate and graceful way, then establishing the right tools to address when they do come up significantly supports your overall growth and is a core pillar to your well-being. And it doesn't stop with you. Inner child work also helps heal intergenerational trauma. So the work starts with us, but creates a ripple effect for our ancestors and our future ancestors within our bloodline. So this is a good segue to understanding the process of reparenting. Reparenting is the part of the work that helps us acknowledge and witness our wounds, how they impact our behaviors today as adults, and then connects us with our needs so that they can be met today. Since inner child wounds spotlight those needs that weren't met during our upbringing, inner child healing addresses those needs that weren't met. Young Kang Chan, spiritual teacher and writer, says it best. Most of us have an inner parent that doesn't take care of the inner child's needs properly. They are more focused on the needs of the ego, such as pleasing other people in order to feel needed or achieving success and getting recognition from others. This makes the inner parent happy, but for a short period of time, and it doesn't last. There's always a feeling of not being fulfilled, no matter how much you achieve, because the inner child's needs are not being met. What I like about that quote is that it says that we tend to put a band-aid over deep wounds that may bring some short-term comfort, but never really fully addresses the wound and causes delay in healing. We have to open the wound, shine a spotlight on it, acknowledge the hurt and feelings, and then really tend to and nurse the wound in a way that it can fully heal so that we can function as our true selves and as a healthy adult. Now, if you're looking to do inner child work because it is something that is so deep and personal, I would check in with yourself and see if you are fully ready to commit to this work, not only in looking and discovering internally what your needs are, but also time, mental, and possibly financial resources. It is an investment. It truly takes commitment to yourself and to the process, and it is something to uncover, acknowledge, heal and integrate into over time. The other caveat I'll say is that just like everything else in life and what I've addressed in other episodes of this podcast, everyone is different and unique in how they were raised and their childhood experiences and the impact those experiences had. This episode doesn't go into the range of experiences like big T, little t trauma, but rather everyone has some level of imperfect upbringings that cause these wounds. Also, someone can have a similar experience to you, but the impact can feel and land totally different for two different people. Just because an experience, for example, getting bullied during recess or on a playground doesn't really impact one person, doesn't take away from the wound that it may have caused for you. With that being said, there are many ways and practices to reparent yourself and heal your childhood wounds. And here are a few that you can consider. Work with a psychologist, therapist, counselor, trained practitioner that specializes or is trained in using approaches that focus on inner child work. Some practices I've heard of include EMDR, internal family systems, 
art therapy, hypnotherapy, and attachment therapy. I think the important thing here is that you feel comfortable with and fully trust whoever you are working with as you navigate through your upbringing and feelings as it relates to your inner child. You can also reconnect to your inner child in your own way. This can look like different activities you can do on your own. For example, identify what you wish you had or had more of as a child. This can be anything from more attention to freedom to security or guidance, even acceptance or acknowledgement or belonging. And then with any feelings that come up as a result, things like fear, confusion, anger, or resentment, really sit with those feelings, acknowledge them process them and move through them with some additional support if you can. Healthcare professional, therapist, coach, spiritual guide, or practitioner. But really give yourself the grace and compassion and also release any expectations in terms of how the reparenting process will look and feel like and how long it will take. In this process, you'll also not only understand the root of these feelings, but also how they play out today in your life and in relation to others, and then discover ways you can reparent yourself to meet the needs that weren't met, that you're still looking to be filled. I would recommend starting and keeping a journal of your reflections and your insights and findings throughout this process. Writing them out and being able to refer back to your work can help you move through and navigate this process in an intentional and supportive way. You can also see the progress you've made over time and effective ways you've been able to understand any feelings or reactions and how they've improved or evolved over time. You can also find your own way of sitting with these feelings through different forms of meditation or mindfulness activities. That can include things like taking a walk in nature, listening to a soundscape or even sound bathing or working with your hands, whatever it takes to quiet your day-to-day thoughts in your mind. These help with regulating your emotions and managing stress levels in your process. There are also visualization exercises and techniques. One of them I mentioned earlier, working with a therapist with EMDR, but also you can do some of these on your own at home. This can look like reimagining different ways your childhood needs that weren't met and then recoding those experiences today so that they are met and fulfilled for you as an adult. What did you need at that time for you to receive the support and the needs that you were seeking? By doing this reprogramming, the feelings from these experiences aren't sitting in your subconscious, impacting your behavior today as an adult. Another form of reparenting is returning to what you consider is play. What do you find that is joyful and that you can feel like you are playing, just like when you were a child, returning to those feelings of pure joy? So while reparenting includes understanding the root of your inner child wounds, it also includes understanding the root of your inner child joy and wonder. What activities were those? This can look like nurturing your creativity and inner artists. It can be collecting something or putting something together. What were those outdoor activities you love doing? Another way to reparent is to work with or speak to your inner child. You can write a letter to your younger self as an adult. What would you say to your younger self? What words of comfort or encouragement would you include? Find a photo of you at a critical age of when your needs weren't being met or whatever age that you want to address. 
save it on your phone as a favorite or put it in your wallet or somewhere where you'd want to reference it easily. In your office, maybe even in your bathroom mirror when you're getting ready for the day or winding down. There are many other ways. These are just a few to start you off with to consider and explore. As I mentioned in the episode previous to this, episode seven, curate your well-being kit and create your practice. Take the time to research, experiment, talk to others who've done or are currently doing inner child healing. And however way you decide to approach the work, create your own practice around this or add it to your larger well-being practice. What are the tools, resources, and coping mechanisms you can lean on that work well for you and can help you identify, acknowledge, work through, heal, and integrate your childhood wounds? And to close this episode out, I'll list out six different ways inner child healing is critical to becoming a better, more aligned, and holistic leader. Not only will you be healing yourself, but the ripple effect you create in your own healing will benefit those around you, including your team, your direct reports, peers, and partners you work with, and your clients as well. So here are the six ways. One, reestablishing compassion for yourself allows you to have compassion and grace for others too. It provides the openness and flexibility that everyone has something they are working through and being able to see each other in that way as humans caring for other humans. Two, it will help you understand your own blocks and limiting beliefs that may be holding you back from some type of accomplishment or goal that you are striving to achieve or even more effective ways of operating. This can be in the form of breaking through that next level in your career or getting unstuck on a huge initiative or project that you've been working on. Sometimes those blocks and challenges are tied to parts of your inner child that you are unaware of or are still in need of further healing. Three, inner child work also helps you to gain new perspective. It helps to remove unhealthy or untrue views of yourself and even the world in general. When you're able to separate what's in front of you versus what you may be reacting to or behaving in a way that is related to a childhood wound, you are able to move forward without the filters and with clarity and confidence in your leadership direction, decisions, and actions. Four, improved communication overall. Whether that's coming from you or you being able to effectively communicate and draw out the needs and desires from those you work and partner with. Five, doing inner child work brings you back to your true self and creates the magnetism that you've always had within you. Other people will feel that, will see that, and that will show up in how you lead, in how you go about your work, and how others work with and for you, and the results that come out of those actions and decisions. Six, your creativity and uniqueness will shine in your leadership with this work because you'll be reconnecting to your natural and innate gifts that you had since you were a child. You'll be able to create that space to tap back into those traits and use them not only more effectively, but with intention and thoughtfulness and pure joy. I am so passionate about inner child work and truly believe the importance of doing this type of healing, not only because of the deep impact you will make within yourself, but also within your bloodline before and after you and in this lifetime with people you love and care for as well as work with on a daily basis. 
If you are familiar with this work and are open to sharing your experience, or if you're wanting to learn more about what inner child work is and how you can approach it, I would love to hear from you. You can message me directly on Instagram. I'm at CaseyCan underscore, or you can visit me on my website. Both are linked in the show notes for easy reference as well. And so I will leave you with this. Inner child work is a part of your healing process as an adult. It is an essential part of returning to your real and authentic self. And because of that, it is a requirement along your life path towards liberation and Dharma embodiment. Doing inner child work makes you a better leader, CEO, and founder, and an even better human being and person overall. So as you continue on your Dharma journey, remember your inner child and their needs, their desires, their joy, and their wonder. Return to it, nurture it, and shine in it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I would love to hear what resonated with you. So follow and DM me on Instagram at Casey Can and let me know. You can also find other ways to stay connected with me by visiting the links in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in and see you on the next episode of the HelloFlow podcast.